0: This Gospel message is brought to you by the Redeemed Christian Church of God, Fountain of Love, Aberdeen, UK. Open your heart to receive this life-changing Word of God. We see how far we can go. Um, We had to move with what we sense is the leading of the Lord. So we just listen to the Word for the next few minutes. And trust God that the Father himself will perfect all that he has started in Jesus' name. Our text today is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3. And it's a continuation of our topic, the peculiarity of a believer. And um, this is the third and final part. So 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ. Somebody say, Clearly. Clearly, you are an epistle of Christ, ministered by us, written not with ink, but by the Spirit of the living God. Not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of flesh, that is, of the heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. We started... Two weeks ago, I think, um, on this particular topic. And um, here we've been told that, um, you know, we are an epistle of Christ. But the first part of our message was that you are what? A mystery. Second, we say you are what? A masterpiece. And today we're talking about being a message, isn't it? Every message has an author, has a messenger, and a target audience. So when the scripture says you are an epistle, it means you are a letter. And when you are a letter, inside a letter, that's always a message, isn't it? And so we're hanging it on that, that you and I, we are message. And last week we established that we are masterpieces carefully crafted by God. And we said there are three parts onto that, onto the whole thing. I mean, we, we look at it from three angles, wasn't it? We said there's a plan before you were born, wasn't it? And, and then there's a process. And that the process is the one that we've all been going through since we were born. And then there's a place where you will be placed, isn't it? And it is that. Place that's actually where you are the message. It is the where you are placed that you are the message. And we looked at the place from very various angles that you know you need to be ready for the place and all the rest of that. So today we will move on and talk about the message that you are and that's for this year of restoration praise the name of the lord hallelujah when we say you are a message it does not matter whether things are going well or not even when things are not going well the message that god wants to tell the world still continues hallelujah because many times we look down on ourselves we look down on ourselves and we kind of, oh, nothing is working. No, God knows what He's doing. Even in the worst of our situation, God is still speaking. God is still making you to be a message to the world. And so please never look down on yourself anymore because you are being worked upon by God. You belong to somebody. And worse still, don't even look down on any oneness. Because you might be shocked that that which looks so unattractive today, that which seems so formless today, when the master walks upon it, it becomes something totally different and glorious. Hallelujah. Micah chapter 7 verse 8. Micah chapter 7 verse 8. Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I will arise. When I sit in darkness, the Lord will be a light to me. Hallelujah. He went on in Proverbs 24 verse 16. He said, for a righteous man may fall seven times and rise again. Hallelujah. But the wicked shall fall by calamity. A righteous person by the scriptural meaning by imputed righteousness. You are a believer. You may fall seven times, but you will rise again in the name of Jesus. The worst of our lives is very usable by God. And so we can't just not, you know, cherish what God is doing. Everything may seem to be falling apart, but God knows what he's doing. Look at Joseph. Everything seems to be falling apart, but God out of that mess made something wonderful to come out. As we say, brought out a message from the mess. The whole essence of salvation is God expressing his greatness through his creation of which humans are the crown. God just wants to show his greatness. We mentioned that last week as well, that it's not so much about the peace, it's about the master. The emphasis on master peace is on the master. And so whatever God is doing is so that he can bring glory to himself. In Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 to 10, it says, For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourself, it is the gift of God, not of works. Let any man, lest anyone should boast. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared before that we should work in them. We are created, we are, for we are his workmanship. In actual fact, the New Living Translation puts it better. In verse 10, He said, For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. We are God's masterpiece. So I'm preparing this one to take us to that point in which remember the masterpiece must speak. Remember that God is the author. Amen. And remember that you must not despise what God is doing. Hallelujah. It might not look together, but God is working. Amen. He is working. He's working. It might not look as if everything is coming together. I say one more time, God is working. Hallelujah. And it's all for his glory. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. He said, for you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood. They call that people. And he concluded, he says, that you may show forth his praise. That you may show forth His praise. It's all about showing forth God's praise. So, God, we're now going to message. The first thing about that we're talking about, we talk about the author, we talk about the message, we talk about the messenger, and we hopefully we make a bare mention of the target audience. But let's look at the message where our main talk will be today. God wants to tell the world something. God knows some things that He wants to tell the world, or that wants the world to know. And he only can do it through flesh and blood. I repeat myself, that God knows some things that he wants the world to know. And he only makes it known through flesh and blood. As much as the scripture is written, above everything, God speaks to us through the life of people. He speaks to us through real life experiences of people. That's why in John chapter one, verses verse one all the way to verse fourteen. But I quote verse one for you and verse fourteen. John chapter one: In the beginning, God. In the beginning, in the beginning, was the Word, and the Word was with God. You remember that. And then he continued and said, The word was the God, and he continued. He said, Then in verse 14, he went on to say, And the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. Every word that we receive from God must become flesh. You might think he's talking about Jesus, because we are offspring of Jesus, he was the first of many. So the word of God must become flesh. The word of God must manifest in the life of a person so that the world can see exactly what God is talking about. Hallelujah. And you know, that's the reason why we all like stories, isn't it? We like stories. You know, I, I used to think that oh, you, this guy, the last stories too much. Because when I listen to someone myself, actually, I'm not talking about cock and boo stories and just useless story, or related story, but genuine stories from the heart that can illustrate what we're talking about. I was listening yesterday. <clears throat> there was this wonderful programme. They did it over a number of days, and um, I was listening. I think it's pressing. And um, there was a lady there. Um, she's well known. Um, you know, she's the CEO of. Um, of um, Stan Big Bank, and um, she's 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 the African regional uh, um, you know head, and, and she, she she didn't say much, but most of what she shared was about her life story. And um, uh, great details of our life story. In fact, it, it will be worth, you know, if you're interested, you may contact some of those people that are, um, you know, that are involved in that. I, I can point you to them later on. To go and listen to her message. Very deep, personal things she talked about. You know, how she got married very late. After getting married very late, had a forced pregnancy, had a miscarriage. And that was it. She tried all the things. And believe me, if natural sure, fat in 2017, she was reg- regarded as the highest paid Nigerian. Yeah, she was paid at the highest paid Nigerian. I mean, Stambi Bank was the old standard bank. You know, standard bank has been about, more than one, about 150 years ago. So, she's right up to there. She was not just heading the Nigerian branch. She was head, made to head the African branch. Now, the African bank of Stambi, the whole of African region, she's now based in South Africa, the whole of African region, Contains about 12 countries or so. Big, big investment. And, if she, and so there was this woman, and she had everything going for her. I mean, I gave that age, probably will be by my age, about the time she left school. And she was sharing details of, and so talk of money, talk of IVF, talk of where she went everywhere. I mean, if you are to have, if, if you can work, who are the guys that started IVF? I, I forgot it now. You know, if you are to get the first man that did it and second, it can, it can, it can look for them. And pay them anywhere in the world. But none of this worked. And then she shared how God moved her on. And she's been doing a lot of things. And so calm. So, and so. And I was taking so many messages from this woman. How powerful how God can change situation. And look, if she had quoted her scriptures without illustrating with her life, it would have meant very little to me. And not long after, another person came and shared. And that one was really sharing. You know, the tradition was very powerful and everything was very good. And she was sharing and sharing her heart out. For some reason, I was just not getting what she was saying. And she was a good preacher, actually. I mean, she's a good preacher, also from the United States. And she was preaching powerfully. And then at the stage that she was preaching, she got to a point and gave us one story. One story about, boy, 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 how her accent was going to hinder her from moving forward in life. She was working amongst people with a lot of accent before. Then she left that job and is now working in a place in which there is a mono-accent culture there. Everybody speaks American English. And so, if you are working before, and I, I used to pride myself in that when I first came here, I mean, I... Couldn't hear most of the people as well. So if you can't hear me, I can't hear you. So, so we cross, we can't speak each other out, you know. But you know, she got into a monocultural, a monotone kind of environment, and she just could not talk. And I said, Oh ma'am, how I relate to you. And her life taught me a lesson immediately. She became a message, not just what she was saying, but she became a message. And so I will tell you a few things that you need to take note of. When we say that you are a message, a few things you need to take note of. Amen. Amen. I will come back to the Bible verses that I will use as illustration later on. But let me throw you one or two things. Number one, don't despise your story. Don't despise your story. Develop, uh, where am I? Develop it to bring glory to God. Hallelujah. What did I say? develop your story to do what? To bring glory to God. Nothing is too way out that cannot be made use of by God. That's going to be my number two point. But the reason I said don't despise your story and develop it is that look at the woman I told you. Look at the example of her life. Look at what God made of her. Look, just, just look how many lives she must have influenced. And people were speaking about her humility, about everything. She has all that she needed now. She settled down. She's got children. She's adopted. She's happy with them. She's moving on. And you no, know, when I look at it closely, it was almost like, so what? You know? Uh, Was it the woman who was going to lose her job? Of course, God has planned for everyone that desire to have your own children from your own body. But that was our own story. There may be, I don't know whoever, that may be important too. And I've had wonderful story in our means that we don't need to despise. Amongst us here, some of you have told me your stories. Some had to hawk something on the street so that you can can pay your school fees. Yes, put it on your head and hawk. Some... I've done all sorts of things. See where we are now. Hallelujah. See how many people have been blessed and say, My case is not the worst. There are so many untold stories of our lives. So many untold stories. Some came from all sorts of homes. Some don't never knew their father. Some never knew their mother. Some were born out of rape that we don't know. And yet, there they are now. And somebody that is struggling, even hearing the father, you mean you don't know your father. And you are doing well like this. you know, I mean, The only thing you knew was your father was so this and that and that. I knew my own father. We only fought once or twice. Ah, what am I complaining about? My life is better. That's a message. Oh, but you know what? My mom was, so, was not nice to me at all. He fought this and that, whatever. Not, not, not just nice to you? Ah. Somebody will say, My own mom actually, after giving back to me, put me on a hill. To die. Somebody pick me up. Really? And I was saying, my mom used to shout on me and I'm worrying. Which message can be better? Every life is a message. Everything we go through is a message. I don't know what impact this one will make on you. I, when I was thinking about it, I said, what much, how much of my own story I, do I, it seems as if, as if I've airbrushed myself. No, I didn't purposely airbrush, I just didn't remember them. I you remember that I had to drive a taxi in Ibadan between Ojo and um, Iwo Road. My wife was here. I was qualified. The money wasn't just stretching. Believe me, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't smoking. I wasn't carrying with me. Far from. I was a born again believer of a pastor. I had only one, go to work in the morning, finish work. I think I was still at at that time, finish work there, come back home in the evening. The little private practice I was doing, they were not bringing money. The ones that could bring money, they are criminal and sinful. I can't do that anymore. Sorry. And so the real one that I could do wasn't going to amount too much. I can't tell everything. I don't even have younger brother. I was sponsored. I don't have parents. I was supposed to. If money was just, I mean, the car that would go up with your whole salary one month, the useless car. And you still need to move around. And so life was so hard. And I was doing it joyfully. I would drive from there all the way to a world. It's a one road like that. So those of you that know that town, if you don't, we describe it to you. you it's a dry carriage. You, you just drive straight. I, that's the one I chose. So I would just go straight. When I get there, there's a bridge. I would turn under the bridge, go to the other side of the road because there's a, there's, a, there's a barrier between them. And then come back again to Ojo, where I would draw the passenger. The thing about that time is that I never had to wait for passengers. There was service. I was, In fact, yesterday, I was, I was mulling over it. When I get there, they'll be saying, hey, it won't worry, worry. I say, don't, don't rush, don't rush, I can only take four, I can only take four. You know, one in front with me, three behind. And once they sit down, they water, I say, no, 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 no. And then I drive off. By the time I got to the other side, when I've done my loop about three, four times. And I want to go because as I'm dro- some of them want to be very clever. They will cross to the other side. You know what I'm talking about. Because if you allow the car to turn again, there are too many people there. So you go and stop where is dropping those that are coming from the other end. So when I want to go to bed at 10, I say, I've had enough on one day. I've got a few things. We buy petrol to my car, buy a little bit of gross. I wasn't even sending money to my wife, to be honest. I mean, the money was just not enough. Ha! Huh? You asked me to go to school. I went to school. I did. I studied hard. I got prize in the uni. And, I, I, and I, yet, yeah, it, it was just not stretching. So when they are about to stop me and say, I said, no, 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 Eta, no, Eta, no I'm, I'm I'm coming, I'm coming, I just go. <laughs> do you know that in this Aberdeen, whatever you are going through and you think you've seen nothing, do you know in this Aberdeen, we saw full stuff, my wife and I, when we first came, LA early LA 2000, bring it on the train, basket, because there was no food that some people, you know, some, you know, uh, some of those food, you know what I'm talking about. They are not in Aberdeen, the plantains and the yams and some of the flowers or whatever. Not. So we bring them and sell them. And then it was, the profit was so small, but we are given a service. In fact, we still laugh about it one time like that. My wife and I, she went to you know, deliver, you know, after all the hassle of bringing the thing, you know, just do like this. And then when we then went to one house to deliver, we, she was knocking at the door, and the daughter is one of our people, you know, or, you know of our sister. You can't know the person. anyway, and You don't blame the person. And when, when she, she, she was at the door, so the mother asked the child, we said, who was there? And the first is the fish woman. Oh, says the fish woman. She got to say, Kai, ma. I say, I'm the fish woman. That's what they're Being a the fish woman. The fish woman. <laughs> Must I be spending of fish? But we offer service. We did something. So don't say that's a message. I can encourage you all I can from the scripture and tell you how you need to be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. I can encourage you How about, you know, perseverance and endurance in the Lord is great gain. But these are stories of life. That's why you say you are the epistle that, you are, that we are reading. Somebody listening to me. So don't, don't. That the G.O. one time was sharing over and over and over again with Johnny. Some people didn't know. And he will be telling us some of the real bad days. Ah, the real bad days of the accord, the real bad days of the women and everything. And of course, we expect Mama not to be too. Uh, so he blotted that word. They said, Well, Mommy said I should not be sharing this thing Because <laughs> she wasn't feeling comfortable. But what many were gaining is that if a man could go this far and can be living like this now, I can change. That's the message. No matter what you want to tell me about the strength of the God. Of course, we hinge everything on the scripture. I'm not asking you to use your personal life or our, our, our life as a scripture. No. But I'm telling you this, what we call the teaching aid. If you've never taught before, I think those are the three things my father wanted me to be. I've become the three of them. I've shared with you before. He wanted me to be a doctor. He wanted me to be a preacher, which I said never. Uh-huh. And he wanted me to be a teacher. And I've done the three. So I'm th- where did I bring that up? I'm telling you about teaching aid. Teaching aid makes a difference. I mean, when we write our um, uh, lesson outline, you know, write it, you write it. Then when the specter comes, what's your teaching aid? Best of teachers, they have stories. Why was Jesus teaching with parable? What I'm simply telling you is that please don't hide your life. Let people be blessed by it. No matter how ugly, no matter how painful it is, share it. Those that want to despise you to their own shame. Amen. But you know, God will use your story for his glory. Amen. And second point under that, that, which I've also addressed, is that every message is meant for someone somewhere. Amen. Don't deprive that person of the message. Hallelujah. So many, so many, so many. Let me, let me share this one as well. And I'll close on that and i take one or two Bible stories just to let you know that we are just not, this, we are not just coming up with this, it's what we find in the scriptures. When I was in the early, early hours early, early stages of my time in this city, I was a wonderful man of God here. He came to town a little bit after I came. And um, I think around 2000 he came. I can't remember exactly. And, and uh, you know, started a church here. Uh, one of the churches started abroad, I think. Started in Portland, Oregon. It's a worldwide church, but it was part of that church. It's an it's Nigerian, an too. Uh, I was a Nigerian, too. So anyway, and, and he came to town, and then... Um, he printed that, that story remained with me for every time I didn't, I don't make it. He didn't know the impact he has. He did, never would he know until we see him face to face at the feet of the Lord again. He arranged a Christmas concert, you know. And because his church um, is well known for concerts, they do a lot of strings. Very structured, classical kind of Christmas carol they do. I won't give more details than that because... Those that know, they are already they know who I'm talking about. And so, anyway, and so he, 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 he printed leaflet and very lovely, a brilliant brother. And, uh, and he came, he said, Bro, bro, I said, how's everything going? He said, Ah, he said um, that everything is ready now. He said, Because they have a powerful team in London who will come in and play. And then they, they came. So he got everything ready. I said, How far? He said, Where? Well, he said, He has printed a leaflet and asked them, it was press Journal or one of the papers, to put a copy in every paper in Aberdeen. I saw so people are buying paper, a copy of it went to them. On top of that, I think he got somebody to drop it in every letterbox, almost every letterbox in every day. And then, he then said, look, I said, wow, so I just couldn't make it on that day, so for some strange reason. I said, how did it go? He said, we well, thank God, bro. I said, what happened? He said, well, the, the team came from London, which is like his own team anyway, and then he has a lot of snacks laid out. I said, ah, say praise God, hallelujah. What was the attendance like? He said nobody came. Nobody came. He said no. Two, three years on, that became the flagship Christmas concert in Aberdeen. The church had to move on. The church, you know, didn't stay any longer for some other reasons. And then that message. So if I have if we have Christmas concert and people are telling me stories, I remember my brother. Put all everything in. Attendance, zero. You are starting a church. You are not telling me, "Ah, Pastor, you know, people are not coming. Remember a brother. You didn't put what he has put in. That's a message. I can multiply stories for us. Brethren, but let's look at one or two in the scripture. Acts chapter 3, verses 1 to 9. You know it very well. It was that guy that was picked up you know, from the roadside that made all the difference and many rushed to Peter because his life spoke. Even Lazarus, in John chapter 12, the Bible said people were not coming to see Jesus. They were coming primarily to see Lazarus. His story spoke louder even than the master. Verse 9, now a great many of the Jews knew that he, Jesus, was there and they came not for Jesus' sake, they put only at the end, but that they might also see Lazarus. Wow. That tells you, brethren, that in this business, our own message, our own message is important to God and we use it. Let me just... Use 1 Samuel chapter 17, 32 to 38 for us. A long passage was where, you know, David was going to kill Goliath, remember? And there was this argument between him and, um, and Saul, you remember. And Saul said, you are this little boy, you can't go to the battle. And David said, I can go. And But David did not just say, I can go. You know what David said? He said, well, I can go because what? When I was keeping my father's sheep, what happened? I killed the lion and I did what? I kill beer. He said, "This Philistine will be like one of them." Immediately, Paul—sorry, Saul—started doubting him. Your stories are things that will shut people's mouth, whether good or for bad. Rely on God to help you. Messenger, the people who you influence are the messengers. We definitely run out of time, so there is always a way that people around you will carry your story. Those messages that I shared with you, whether the chief executive of a company, whether the other pastor, whether my beloved brother here, whether all those people that I mentioned to you, I have now become the messenger. I would have loved to explain that place, place to you in 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 3 from verses 1 to 3 or verses 1 to 5 in context, but I've not got the time. But believe you me, Paul was saying that those people they were the message is the messenger. Jesus is the author. I will have a lot to unpack it, but I know I can't preach that doing so much of theological exposition here. I need to give you practical example to drive it home. So that's why I have to skip that. Hallelujah. And so, God is still going to put your story in other people's mouth. Amen. And they'll be blessed. By Who are the target audience? Is the world and the coming generation. Uh, they will hear of what message that you are. Amen. And so this year of restoration, you are getting ready, knowing that you are a mystery. Hallelujah. Knowing that you are what? A masterpiece. And crowning it all, you are a message that the world will read. That many will turn unto Jesus, reading you as a message. Jump on your feet with me and let us pray. Hallelujah. One prayer point. just say, Father, I present my life to you. Make a message out of me. Use the mess and the best in me. Father, I present my life to you all over again. This year of restoration, make a message out of me. Use the mess and use the best in me in the name of Jesus. Pray for your family. Pray for people that you think they are far gone. We have only 30 seconds to do that. Lord, I yield my life to you all over again. Present your body, a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. Don't worry where you are. God knows how to make a message out of you. He makes out to make a message that you will speak loud and clear for the world to hear. You will speak loud and clear for many to rejoice. You know, Messages were tumbling into my mind right now. Of folks around here starting business. So difficult. God turned it around. That's a message. Things tumbling to my heart now. People waited on the Lord. God eventually showed up for them. Lord, let my own message speak as well. And raise messengers to take it far and wide in the name of Jesus. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Rock of ages, in you we put our trust. You are working. Continue working. Perfect the good work you have started. And let it be said concerning us, behold the work of the Lord. Behold what God has done. And let all the praise be returned back to you. Thank you, eternal Father. In Jesus' marvelous name we pray. Praise the Lord come and give God praise. It's worthy it to be praised. Hallelujah. For more information on what you've heard, please visit our website at www.fountainoflove.org.uk You'll also find other media presentations available to you. Stay blessed in Christ Jesus. Amen.